now we're recording. <laughs> All right. So. This atlas has a lot of rockets on it. All right. So back back to where we were, BattleTech. Jesus Christ. What were you say- so? What were you saying about that though? Sorry, just to get your point out, because we're talking about gaming this week now. What was I saying about what now? You were saying something about the thing set on Fear the Boot. Oh, so so Wayne was talking. They were talking about BattleTech, and it was in regards to people running campaigns and stuff. Yeah. And Wayne made the statement that he he made the statement, and Dan agreed with him. Mm-hmm. Where Wayne thinks he could easily play in a game of BattleTech, he doesn't think he could run a game of BattleTech because you have to have a very specific type of feel to have BattleTech. I think it's very similar to um, okay. the way he the way they were talking about it reminded me a lot of playing like a Dark Heresy game. Like oh to, yeah, to run a game and play a game in a uh, 40k universe, you have to treat it very seriously even though it's ridiculous and over the top. Well, that's and that's what I said. I, I remember that when we because we played like that first like a one shot or something like that. Yep. And like I don't think we played the game like like the game wasn't necessarily none of the games were necessarily different from how we played them, but we treated them differently. Yes. And I think that really mattered. Like the first one were like this is absolutely ridiculous because here's the deal. The the 40k universe is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. It is so over the top ridiculous and stupid. Like in a in an okay way. Like that I don't know, man. It's just it's just bonkers. But we played it where we where we we were in on the joke. Like yep. our characters were in on the joke in the first game in the first like that one first game we played. And the game kind of was like eh. You know? That's kind of just what happens. But the next one we played, we played it straight up. Like, we understood the entire world was an absolute mess. Like, and that it's 40k is 40k, and it's just so over-the-top stupid that you can barely handle it. And that game ended in the perfect way for being so (laughs) over-the-top you can barely handle it. Um, But, like, also I think think a lot of that game uh, sidetrack had to do with the story you told. But we can get there for a second. But like playing it with a straight face made the game so much better. Yeah, because that's you that's how you have to like you can't approach 40k as, you know, oh, this is like a jokey dicking around game. You can't you have to approach it like Gears of War, you know? Like it's yeah. it's super, super, super hard. You can't approach it like Bullet Storm. Yes. That's that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> like uh you know, because that, that is a game that knows it's ridiculous, you know. It and, does. But yeah, I mean, also, I think, as I said, the story, I think the story you were telling was really, really good uh, because it was just like a huge, like none of us knew the game. None of us knew the universe. And you basically got to take like, you know, the, the like a huge, huge, huge story point and blatantly stole it <laughs> and, play, and and just turn it into a game and play it with us and we'd never seen it before it's like you know now that we put like so you know we're playing through halo reach and stuff like that yep like we basically got to play through like halo reach storyline kind of thing like that event in history in the 40k universe to some degree yeah, very 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 similar yeah, like i mean uh, uh, slightly different you know like in, in uh, yeah. Halo reach they knew the covenant existed but like you but guys like, a big you, here like this is a big thing happening like yeah like this know. was the literal first encounter with the tyranids yep 
Like you are on the planet Tyran. Yep. Yes, where they get we their have name. No from. idea what's going on. <laughs> just like derp, derp, derp. Yeah, you're just like sent there. It's like, oh, we were encountering this weird alien life form, and you encountered one of the deadliest things in all of the 40k universe. Yeah, exactly. Well, except for me, but yeah. Well, even even your yeah. demon eventually got overpowered. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But like, and the the thing is, the absolute beautiful thing is, is that game ending the way it did with me like completely botching that psych like psychic role or whatever it is, becoming a demon, killing everyone in the party except for one person who I just like basically injured terribly, and that is like, uh, the, huh. <laughs> and that is the only person to get off the planet. Yes, <laughs> the only reason they survived is because I think like literally in the. Like the demon's attack, he could like if he hit someone, they he flung them back like tens of feet. It was stupid, yeah. And I think that gave her a head start. Yeah, like she was able to run away uh, and like avoid him while he murdered someone else, and then yeah. him and the Tyranids just went toe to toe for a little while. Yeah, I think and I, I was, killed a bunch of other people on the planet and fought the Tyranids and stuff like that. It was you, me. I don't care. Yeah, I'm no, credit you, for it. <laughs> you did. You wiped out the entire planet, and yeah. the Tyranids wiped out you yeah 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 that was uh god eventually but that was a good that, that ended up being a good game like but as, as again i think the tonal shift in it was really really crazy but it's all about how you approach it it really is like you know there's a lot of that stuff. so <laughs> have i talked about the next game i'm playing uh that i'm running yet you've not okay I, I haven't said anything because I was basically just going to say, all right, I'm running a game after this one because I want to run a different game. And I didn't want to say anything because I know you would probably complain. But <laughs> I think I can get this group to do it. I'm not sure. But I'm, uh, I'm hoping I can get the... like It's a tone game, though, is the thing. All right. And I need... I need to set up the perfect tone. But I want to run that My Little Pony game that I've been planning for like a long, long time. <laughs> Because of course you do. Because of course I do. Like the thing is, is though it's one of those ones I want to run as a completely one hundred percent serious game. And Which is a, that's that, going to be hard. It is going to be hard, and I I understand you want to run it serious, and I definitely agree with you that it yep. is definitely going to be hard because it's yeah. My Little Freaking Pony. <laughs> but yeah, and like the setting I'm doing is not a new thing in the in the My Little Pony universe either. Yeah, like. It's like like the whole the whole dark My Little Pony thing is, is like everybody does that at like one time or another to some degree. For why, why not, right? For like RPG runs, fan fiction, whatever it is, like uh, that's something that people just do. But I just find the concept of it so in like the the background concept of it so interesting that I want to I want I want to run it like. And I think I actually think this group can do it, yeah. Just with the people that have it, because I think every person in the group has one. They have. I think they have role playing chops. I think they can do it. Um, two, they all have their own moral compasses that matter, and that's why. I, and that's one of the reasons I want to kind of run with it to some degree. Because I mean. The whole the whole point of the game, and I think the whole point of that style of like, it's not just to be like grimdark and everything, but it's like the complete one eighty of tone of the world 
like really makes you stop and question things to some degree, and I think that's interesting. Alright. Like, because do you know the setting at all, basically? Uh, I think you've mentioned it, but I, I think I've mentioned it before. Because I, I tend yeah. to block out things you say about My Little Pony. Yeah, right. It's not, like, alright. So, See, but, I, I will point out, I have nothing in particular against My Little Pony. You have nothing in particular in favor of it, though, either. No, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I like I like finding My Little Pony memes and sending them to you because it makes me laugh. Yeah. Like that, that I do on the regular. But it's uh, like so. But like the whole thing is, is that you have this this existing world that basically has only known happiness for the most part. Yeah. Like. Uh, and and I kind of like I like cut actually like cut the actual continuity off at like a certain point and like made up a history of my own and stuff like that so that I could just kind of tell the story I want to tell. But like you you basically have this society that has never known or at least in a long time um, basically like has not known serious conflict or war or anything like that. It's as you do right. So like in some ways it's like a maybe it's a modern examination of our society but um but and everyone exists with and this like the mechanical piece of it where everyone exists with a purpose yeah and get something with that like i love that mechanical piece like that's just something that should be in an rpg like i could run like that could just be tacked onto a world of darkness game and work in a weird way but um like every everyone who exists has a reason to exist in that world yeah, and it's literally tattooed on you. <laughs> like, yeah. But like, so, so you have you have this complete exist, like you know this this almost utopian existence, and everyone has this like ability to be self actualized in some way to some degree. Mm-hmm. Not that everyone necessarily is, but now you take that and completely flip it on its head to where this ideal society you know is just gone it is now pure conflict and survival and this purpose that you have you have to try to find purpose for that like yep. like uh, that that conflict is I, I find incredibly interesting and how you and and uh, i'll just say the game the game is about going about how you resolve the whole the larger conflict of everything this is the opposite of what i normally do which is like i like you know, the existential trips to the store for a bottle of shampoo kind of thing. Like, smaller conflicts that aren't changing the world necessarily. Uh-huh. And, you know, or more isolated within houses and things and stuff like that. Like, you know, some of them may seem big, but it's like, you know, the the Firefly game I did, like, did affect this one planet, but that planet didn't matter. The Iron Claw game have really affected this one house, but that house is just one of, you know, a few one, major powers and everything. Yeah. One of many houses inside yep. the entire, you know, yeah. st- structure of all the houses. Exactly. Like it so it, it's it's not this big overarching world changing thing and in this one I'm actually like trying to tackle like tackle like the big overarching world changing thing too. So it's kind of a challenge for me and to to write the game and I think it's going to be interesting to try to run it, but I feel like if you don't try and you never fail, you're not doing it right, though. Yeah. Like, here's the thing, right? I have no qualms about running that game. Mm-hmm. 
the only reason why the game is like kind of questionable to me is because literally because it's my little pony <laughs> and i'm sure when i'm playing it i'm not going to imagine anyone around that table looking like a pony oh yeah no i'm sure like, you won't like that's not how you know i'm going like the game is going to be in my mind or anything yeah which is fine it's just the fact that you're just like on the thing you're like my little pony it's like yeah you're kind of weird yeah right <laughs> i don't blame you but like i mean there's but, a lot of weird games i've like kicked around though and everything and like to be fair like in the reality of everything if you really look at like if you step back and look at things this is probably less weird than 40k is it though it kind of is man (laughs) like i i don't know if i can agree with that statement like i think i think there's a lot of baggage there here's the deal 40k is weird man it is it's 40k really is ridiculous like not even not even what? just like the aesthetic of it stuff like that but like just it's kind of weird man like i don't know is it though like it's just I, like any there's other ton, there's a ton of parallels between the two universes too well yeah like the god like celestia <laughs> or whatever her name is is literally the goddamn god emperor <laughs> yep like i i like the first time you pointed that out to me, I'm like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> like, there is a fanatic religion built around this omnipowerful being that is almost never seen or heard from. <laughs> she is the god emperor of mankind. She is the, Actually, she kind of becomes the god emperor of mankind in this one because, yeah, people start getting executed. We'll just say that. But... Are, is she making them be executed, or is people execute? Are people being executed in her name without her knowledge? Because that's the true question. Oh no, she knows. <laughs> okay, because that's that's the entire thing. Is the yeah. the, the God Emperor yeah, of I Mankind know. is anti-religion? Yeah, dude's pretty but, baller, but but he's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, what's he gonna do about it right now? Sit on a ch- sit on the throne and question why he had sons. You realize eventually, sometime in the storyline, something's going to happen with that. With what? The God Emperor. Oh, oh, it's already has. Things are happening. Like he's just going to get up and like punch people in the nuts or something. Maybe. I don't know. Like just, but like, yeah, you have to do that. Like if you have something sitting there, you have to upend it. But here's the thing, though. He's been sitting there like that for decades. Yep. I know. But. His sons are actually being made into uh, figurines for the first time in forever, so cool. things are advancing forward. They're, here's the thing, right? If I could pay someone to paint them for me really well, I would absolutely buy those figurines, and they are stupid expensive, but they <laughs> look awesome. Awesome. Like, Here's the thing, right? I really dig the MechWarrior games. I really dig the MechWarrior world and all that shit, right? Yeah. MechWarrior figurines have nothing on 40k. Oh, I agree 100%. <laughs> like, robots look like robots. Just like, just I'm saying, just like the actual details put into the figurines. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Mind you, I'm actively looking at figurines right now because I have been since we started talking. You're going to be broke by the end of this show. I've made zero purchases. <laughs> I've looked at three different atlases. 
gosh. They're only 20 bucks a piece. I'm just saying. I can't I'm remember just... what I have for the ones I... Because I bought like a pack that was like cheap or something like that. Yeah. One's a catapult, I know. I was looking at a Daishi that was only $17. Oh. I, I know you love yourself a Daishi. Yeah. What is the actual client name for that one? Oh, I should know because I was literally just looking at it, but now I don't remember. I'm stupid. Daishi, Daishi, Daishi. It must be under a different. Because in because in Mercs they gave it they gave them like all different names basically. Yeah, but that was my boy. Yeah. Yeah, because they named them after combinations of things or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember actually. I was specifically hunting down the Daishi too because I wanted to see what the yeah. looked like. I'm just going to point out the Daishi figurine looks so... It's Direwolf. That's what it's called. Direwolf. That's what it is, yeah. Man, I'm I'm jealous that the Direwolf figurine looks so good, and the Atlas ones look so shit. It's because Atlases look like shit. Atlases can look awesome. I think they the can. issue... The thing with the Daishi is it's so much easier to make that shape look good. Fair enough. Like, it is really hard to make a humanoid walking thing look good. The Atlas requires good paint. I can definitely agree with that too. Like really good paint. Like some of the like my favorite looking ones. It's like it's all the decals because it just looks like a big old derper that will murder you. But yeah, gosh, I should I play BattleTech again. I, the, I love the video games. But yeah, I know uh, you're an you're an Atlas guy. I'm a I like dirty clan mix. Yeah, you like strictly better mix. Yeah, <laughs> it's the exact opposite from Magic. See, in Magic, I like playing better things, and you like playing jank. Yeah, right. Although an Atlas can still fall over and kill a smaller mech, so... <laughs> yeah, it literally can. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, so, I do... I'm sorry. Or, or, or what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to dovetail off into something with Battletech, but continue. Okay, I'm, I'm going to actually go back to okay. My Little Pony. Okay, sounds good. I, I'm, I'm I, this. I do actually have... One reason why I don't think you should run My Little Pony. Okay, give me a real reason. I ran into Richie and Janelle today at GameStop when I was there with Kelsey, and Janelle was telling me how she's been writing a campaign. Deal. And she's thinking of running it, but she isn't sure yet. Okay, I want her to run something first. Me too. (laughs) I'm okay. I am 100% okay with that. Like, yeah. I, I... I was just going to do it because I wa- I do want to run a game, yep. but like if somebody else is going to try running a game, I am a bazillion percent behind that. Yeah, like it it would be different if it was just me running a game yeah, immediately if you're like, into another if you're like, game, right? Yeah, if you're like, hey, I want to run a D20 game or a 5e game or a 40k game, I'd be like, nah, sit down, my turn. You, yeah. you have to put up with my bullshit for a little while. Yeah. My games are short, deal with it. Yeah, and we can run like, another 5e game. <laughs> like, we, we, me and you basically trade off campaigns normally, right? That's just yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. how things go. But yeah, I ran her day and she's like, she was writing a campaign. It's not set in Tomb of Horrors, but it's set yep. in the same continent of Tomb of Horrors. Okay. So there's like dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> so it's like, she, she's telling you, like, she, I, I ran into her and she was telling me about this. And she's like, I just don't know about it because I've never read a game before. And I'm just like, here's the deal, right? You've seen the shit show that I'm running, and for some reason, you guys seem to like it. You can't do worse than me. Here's the deal. Like, <laughs> you just gotta jump. That's the thing people don't realize. It's just like, 
the the analysis paralysis of it is just real. Like, yep. It's so real. What you have to do is you have to just do it. Because one, it's not going to be as bad as you think it's going to be. That's just a fact, in my opinion. It's also not going to be as good as you think it's going to be. But, <laughs> like, but, but here's the thing, right? Yeah. Before every single session starts, yeah. I think this isn't going to go well. And after every single session is over, I think I'm not sure if that went well. During every single session, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it works. Like, like that's just part of being a GM. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you just, yeah. And if you sit there and analyze and analyze and analyze, you're never going to do it. And I think I just go for it. You have to just go for it. You, you can't be afraid of failing also when you're a GM. No. Like, and it's okay. Cause here's the deal. It's like, we all like hanging out with each other. Like we like playing games, even if they suck. Yep. And you're not going to hurt our feelings with that. Like, so if it sucks and you're willing to talk about it and be like, Hey, what worked, what didn't, you know, we'll tell you both, you know, nicely, obviously, but like, yeah, we do that to each other all the time. Yeah. Me and you constantly talk about things that we've yeah. done and things that not like how that worked. Right. And like, and obviously we do that because we just communicate a lot with each other. That's yeah. just kind of like what we do. But, you know, part of it is also because we do want to improve our craft as it were. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. No one wants to run a bad game. Yeah. That's just, that's, if you do, why are you running it? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, every, you know, every game I do is with the intent of trying to run a good game, obviously. Yep. But, like, I'm, I'm just never content kind of doing the same thing each time. Like, even though I probably could iterate, like, I'm not sure if I could even, like, pick up a, pick up a recipe that I think is like, oh, I've done this before, I probably can do this again good. I don't know if I could do it well, do it with success again. I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. I think just random, like, circumstance is one of them. Like, yep. I still I still point back to the Iron Claw game, and I'm like, if we did not have that group of people, that exact group of people, I don't know if that game would have been good. The people are what, the people are what makes your games good. Exactly. You can make a good story that gets mm -hmm. people interested, but if the people don't help drive it, yep. it's not going to be good. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's a few games I've written that I like look back on and I'm like like I think this was a well well not well, but like I think the 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 game itself was built well enough even though it didn't go well. Yeah. Like um uh like that Firefly game I ran in Cortex Plus with the planet and everything and you know you're like doing all this stuff with the terraformer and the train oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Like I think that game like the I there's definitely many things I would like to fix. Yeah. But I think the core of that game is a is a decently structured game. But I think there were problems with it that could be resolved to some degree. <laughs> there there were problems with it that could be resolved that may or may not stem from the players that were in said game. You're very hard on one of them, but like I think um uh I think it was more than just that too and stuff like that. Like obviously no, some I'm... of it is I need to I need to tweak the game. But yeah, like I agree it's like I think the tone got set incorrectly too for a while and everything. And that's a big thing, right? Like mm -hmm. you know, as we've discussed with the 40k game, tone matters, right? Yeah, exactly. And I I kind of um uh, didn't in traditional me writing a game, I had a general idea of what I wanted to do. And um, uh, some of the parts were fuzzier than others. And I just kind of made them up as I went. 
<laughs> like, um, what were the part? There were like two two kind of big parts that I had I literally had no plan for and just kind of made up. Uh, one was when you went to the like you went off planet to go to the station. You went to that station and then to find the guy's wife. Uh huh. Yeah, I I just fucking like made all that up. <laughs> just kind of whatever with that. Yeah, and that was like a huge piece of the game. Um, <laughs> and then um uh, the other part is is um. Uh, I don't remember what information you had to find, but you like snuck into the like somebody's house. I think it was the the, the mayor's, mayor's house or whatever. Yeah. Like that piece, like I was like, crap, they need this piece of information, and that's how it ended up coming out. Yeah, and I just like kind of like put that all together and stuff like that. Like a lot of it kind of was like planned out otherwise, but like you know, it was pretty. There, most of it was pretty fast and loose. Yeah, but that's also kind of just like your GMing style is mostly fast and loose. Yeah, it pretty is. It pretty much is, actually. Like, which is funny because I think you're still more structured than I am. Yeah, that's. True. I I hate take like I will read up ahead and like I'll have like a general plan, but I hate taking notes. And like, the, that's something that has stemmed from me ever since I was in like high school. I just hate yep. notes. I hate writing them. I hate taking them. I hate doing all that. Like, I would rather keep all the information in my head than anywhere else and obviously that leads to problems yeah that's why i try not to do that anymore yeah. I've, I've learned that actually just from work is like i can't do that like i used to oh yeah um, i've i've had to i've started having to leave myself like post notes at work because you know when i'm doing like 17 different things with an order and then i miss one thing suddenly the product doesn't get on the truck yeah and it's all my fault and people are affected by that yeah yes like yeah <laughs> getting old's a bitch man no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just managing more data and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I've been taking more like with that too. And like, now that I have a, good, I feel like I have a good note structure for games now too, mm-hmm. and like a good flow of writing stuff. Because that was one thing I always had a lot of trouble with, is like the structure of uh, like formatting and structuring things. Like, because normally I just start filling, like, just start writing crap in like a notebook, and then I would just start writing crap in like documents, like Google Docs or something like that. Then I started actually sorting things out. <laughs> and then I got this OneNote system that I have, and that is baller. <laughs> like, it is great. So here's an interesting question that I just thought of. Yep. What system do you think plays best to your strengths? Me? Yeah. Um, I like systems that are looser. Uh-huh. Just because I can get away with more. Um... Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't really know what system plays best to my strengths. I I always lean on original Cortex. Yep. I was really co- like. I really like to get better with Cortex Plus, but I'm just not there yet. Have we played anything in Cortex Plus, or have we only played Cortex? We played the Serenity game in Cortex Plus, or not the Serenity that Firefly game, the one that I talked about that I like the structure of. That was in Cortex Plus. Yep. Right. I have no idea what makes something Cortex Plus versus regular Cortex. So, Cortex Plus is very is much more loose. Um, it it relies a lot on the like traits and stuff like that. Right. That you get the temporary traits and stuff you get. Yeah. So like um, uh, you know. If oh you yeah, remember, I like, yeah, I yeah. remember you had like three different. You chose a thing, and there's three different cat things under that category that you could choose. 
And you can like put points into earning them and shit, like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't remember that. I'm talking about like so the temporary one. So like, um, it doesn't use a traditional damage system. Yeah. So like, you you get shot in the leg. You get a temporary trait of shot in the leg d4 d8 or whatever it's like that so like and that does a certain thing to you and stuff like that like when you guys crash the trade or whatever um it um uh like i think it was christina's character got rattled or shot or something like that and had um like a trait throughout most of the game actually i think at one point she got shot and like banishes it up but never like cleaned herself up so she literally had a trait of like covered in blood D four that would affect all of her social tests. I think I recall that she yeah. clean, she got cleaned up eventually, but yeah, and then she got rid of it. But it's like, but so yeah. like it re- it relies on that, and like eventually you build up a certain number of traits where it knocks you out of the fight, basically. Yep. And um, uh, it the game the game actually really doesn't kill characters. No, there's no death. Like yeah. the I thing mean, that was can, really yeah. You can, but like the thing about Cortex is it was it was very very cinematic in everything that it did. Yeah, and that was that one was designed to be like that Cortex Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So original Cortex is more mechanical, um, yep. but it uses that the same dice system. The um, you know your attributes are a D whatever, which I love that system. I love that um, attribute plus skill. Boom, done. Um, has a traditional damage track. Has a lot of traits and everything that stuff. So. When I was like, because I, I actually grabbed, there's a, um, there, so there's a, a fan-made My Little Pony game. Yep. Uh, there's like four editions of it, actually, but it's, um, uh, it's uh, role-playing as magic, and I was using the season three version of it. And I was like looking at something, and I'm like, oh, there's this one that's actually like a published book that looks kind of cool. But I'm like, oh, it uses something similar to like the Cortex system with the, you know, your dice or attributes. I'm like, ah, but it uses the D20 one. I don't like that. I don't like this piece. I don't like that. Uh, but I like this stuff from role playing as magic. I'm like, oh, and then there's this thing I'd like to include. And finally, I just hacked it into Cortex, just which was work. which was really easy, actually. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like the thing is, Cor- Cortex is just stupid simple. Yeah, it's like it's like GURPS, but understandable. Yeah, GURPS, but not garbage. <laughs> yeah, like I love the, the and that's why I lean on Cortex. I think a lot is because of the simplicity of it, and I can just have it do whatever I want. For the most part, I like. I, I like. It's like, do I want to run a sci-fi game? Well, I've run a, I've ran sci-fi games in Cortex. I could run a fantasy game in Cortex. I could run modern games in Cortex. You know, like I, I'm, I'm literally setting up a My Little Pony game in Cortex. And like with, with the, um, uh, the trait, the trait packages that they have in there, and like being able to build those, it's like super easy to customize. I I will say one like probably my favorite thing about Cortex is the fact like there's so Roger is a character that I enjoyed playing right yeah Ro- like I don't Roger is just is a he's I I he's probably my favorite character to play in something because he's very simple in what he does he's yeah he's kind of a whizzy he's he's very good at very particular things but yep. he's also not like. He's not super bland. He does have. He's not one dimensional either. No, right. He has some depth behind it. But there's the thing that I really, really love about Cortex was the I, I think it's like the first, the first mate trait or whatever the hell. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't remember what you took, but I like it was like it was a trait I took. Everything about 
uh, Roger is that he he's not a leader; he's a follower. Yep. Yep. But he is a second in command style of follower. Yeah, he's like he is like the perfect number one. Like yeah. 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 So there was like I there was a I had an ability that I could always spend one chip on, and I would never go down to less than one chip because I always wanted to have it. Yeah. Because that one chip, if I'm not in a scene, but my captain is, I can spend a chip, and I will immediately appear in that scene, and the trait was called, I'm right here, Captain. <laughs> Which is the most perfect thing for his character ever. Yeah, it is It is 100% perfect. It's just like, show up. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm here. Who needs yeah, to get punched in the face? And it's the classic cinematic thing where it's like, oh no, the captain's in trouble, and all of a sudden, like... Boom! Like the crew member shows up and saves <laughs> yeah. the day. Kind of thing. Like the partner shows up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the brick shit house kicks down the door with a pistol in his hand. It's like, yeah. all right. Uh, yeah, I liked that character there, but yeah. all right. But back to my original yeah. comment about what's what what uh system plays to your strength. I, I I'm gonna say cortex just because of that because I like having some structure, but um uh, I don't uh, I don't want to be bound by rules. That's what I always run into at D and D. Yeah. Well, so that's that's kind of where like this thought comes from, right? Because like yeah. I am a D and D man through and through. I love D and D, right? I know you do. I love the I love the structure to it. I love how it works. I love I like the play style of it. I love the I love just the setting of D and I don't yeah, know why. I don't. I don't actually. I, yeah, that's I, one of the things I like least about it. I know, which is just hilarious, right? Yeah. But for the purposes of running a game, I actually don't think D and D is my strongest suit. Because D and D, you need notes. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know where you need to find. Like the you one, need to know, you need to know what the DC of this enemy is. You need to know the stat and this modifier and whatever. Yeah, that that is one thing that I think they did really, really, really well in Five E. Oh yeah, they they printed those freaking spell cards and they printed the monster cards and they printed all this shit to just like real quick. This is the playing yep. card I need for what I'm doing. Like. Yep. Really quick, and, so they could make some money. No, I'm kidding. It's actually really useful tools. I, I'm bagging. Yeah, yeah, like it's actually it's, useful. Yeah, it's really useful, but yeah, it's a really good way to make money, right? Like I'm not faulting them for that. Like honestly, yeah. I should buy the the monster ones just to have them yeah. because they would be really good for me. But like I'm bad at taking notes. I actually think the system that is best for me to run because I understand it and it's really easy to just do whatever the hell I want mm-hmm. is Shadowrun. <laughs> Which is funny because that's actually a super crunchy system. It is a super crunchy system, but it's real easy for me to just be like, "Yeah, sure, I should be rolling like ninety six here." Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and who's the hell's gonna check my work? Right, right. I like, mean, I do that with D anD D too, but like, yeah, like if I do that with D anD D, you're kind of like I can tell. Like sometimes you're just like, "Is that the right modifier?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the thing, right? Like D anD D, all the things are just so known by people. Yeah. And it's just so easy for people to know the stuff. But in in Shadowrun, you're like, you don't know what I consider this guy's skill and you know stat block yeah. to be. Yeah, exactly. So like it just works. And like like as a result of that, my method of just never having notes works. Because like I understand the basis of of what this person is and what they're doing. I understand the basis of the story I'm trying to tell. I just need to grab a handful of D6s. Yeah, right. And it's just it works really well because like it's it's funny because like you said there was a lot of crunch in Shadowrun. Oh yeah, like, it is a very crunchy system actually. I think Shadowrun is less crunchy than three point five, but definitely more crunchy than five e. Oh yeah, easy. Five e is like, I like five e for D and D comparably though. Like five e is very so happy smooth. With it. Uh, yeah, it's so smooth. Yeah, I. <laughs> 
I, I've become a 5e fan, I'll tell you that. Like, I I was, you know, anti... Oh, yeah, you were... <laughs> I was anti-Pathfinder, which is strictly better 3.5, and I, because I love 3.5 so much, yeah. and I have no desire to play 3.5. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, we could play d d It's like, well, we could just play 5e. Which is yeah. annoying. Which is annoying now because it's like I, I basically have to like convert my um uh, if we if we ever do that um uh, one game again my that D and D game I was running we have to convert that to five E. But... I mean, you want to talk about the annoyance of converting things? Let's talk about the five foot stack of D and D books that I own, all three point five. Here, here's the deal. I could you that stuff converts so easy. It. It does. The main issue is like the fact that feats just don't exist anymore. Yeah, but it's it's still mostly similar, right? Like whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. I'm sitting around like converting like AD and D crap to like three five and stuff. So like, Trans- translating Latin into the English language. Hey man, pretty easy, but <laughs> that's but... basically what it amounts to. So. Uh yeah, but so so actually one of the things I was gonna say I'm uh. Going all the way back to BattleTech, um, robots are sweet. Robots are sweet, but I'm a. So one of the reasons I actually want to run a BattleTech game is weirdly, um, and I know D and D kind of does this, but I just every time we have combat in D and D, I just glaze over. Um, I want to run a game. I want to run a tabletop role playing game with a board game component, and that's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Aren't you anti figurines in D and D though? I am, but I so I want them to be separate things though. Okay, to some degree. So like, I don't want. So so the, here's the original concept that came, and I, I I talked with Tucker about this actually for a while, and we were kind of considering something, but we never like nothing solid or even like usable came out of it really at the time when we were thinking. But um, so do you remember that game Battle Masters I had? Uh, yes, it was it had those giant, giant yep, <laughs> yeah, the, gi- the giant square things with like plastic figurines on it that were yep, like, and it's like a giant years. format that you play, and it's like a yeah, it's like a, it's it's a pretty simple board game, yeah, uh, with like cards and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so like we were talking, we we're like, it would be really cool to do a like a D game or whatever, and one of the components of that game is um, in between sessions sometime, uh, we figure out a way to play, like, basically play that game, and that affects the situation in the story somehow. Uh-huh. Like, this was built, obviously, two armies clashing and stuff like that, so the game takes place in this, you know, medieval world where there's a war going on, basically, and stuff like that. And depending on who win who wins in that game of battle masters uh different things would happen in that war that could not be predicted and so right. so like that concept was kind of where we we were like talking with and everything but to have that piece where it's like you have the game like the role playing game and then this thing where you like actually like kind of like pull out and you and, and you have the board game component and battletech kind of does that with how board gamey its combat is yeah, and like, and that's what I kind of I've I've wanted to see how that piece goes, and I've thought about it with other like I think it would be cool with other things. I'm just not sure, you know, like what games would work or anything stuff like that. Like it's just it's a concept that I've been rolling around in my head, like kind of this like 
you know, whatever thing. But I'd have to like build the right game and set it all up and figure out how to manage it all. But so it's kind of right up there with running like two games in the same world and they each affect affect each other. Yeah, which can lead to weird things, right? And that can lead to weird things, man. But, like, I do really like the fact that Battletech and Battletech or Battletech and MechWarrior MechWarrior is yep. just the PC game, right? Yeah, MechWarrior, MechWarrior is the, the first-person PC game. Yeah, so it's like... Battle the, Battletech is the Battletech PC game, too. Like, but. the fact that there is Battletech tabletop and Battletech RPG, and they both do fall in the same world, and they both follow the same okay rules-ish. Yeah, Mech, Mech Warrior is the role-playing game version. Oh, it is Mech Warrior, yeah. the role-playing game yeah, version? Mech Warrior is the, role, the role-playing game version, yeah, for the tabletop games. But, like, the fact that they both, like, they they merge together not seamlessly, but so yeah. well. Yeah, they do merge together pretty well. Like, I just think that just that just allows you to do things like that, which I think yeah. is just sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some cool things you could do with that, like, you know, I, I've kicked around different campaign ideas for Battletech, and I kind of want to like if if I was gonna run a campaign, I'd kind of want to pull the audience and say it's like what what do you guys want to do like you know because I'm not sure what it is like the the low hanging fruit one that I was thinking of was like a Solaris game, but mm-hmm. I'm and I'm not familiar enough with BattleTech lore really at all, but um yeah, we can figure something out. And Solaris Solaris is the basically yeah. arena combat, right? Yeah, basic basically the game would be like. You know, you have your arena matches and stuff like that, and then the game is the stuff going on behind that. Yeah. Which, you know, if if it's any indication, we probably shouldn't be playing political games or anything like that, because because yeah. yeah. we all try to murder each other. I just uh, I don't know. I I as I said before, I feel like I've just ruined your game. So, like my current game. Yeah. Because of polit- political reasons. No, because because I'm uh, I I just feel like I'm playing the wrong character for the game, yeah, and I feel and I feel like I'm playing them awful also. So I just can't get it. I can't get it going. Is what it is. So it's just. I mean, uh, if you would like to erase your character from existence and make a new one, I don't think I could get one that would that would work right now. I think right. I'm committed, and like I wouldn't want to just pull the plug on them because I don't think it's it would work. So. Right, fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. It's you know me. I'm always willing to make offers. So. <laughs> I, I I know you are. So <laughs> I I hate killing characters. I'm fine with players just resetting. Yeah. Like I have no qual. If someone just wants to be like, I'm not feeling it. Can I just stop playing this? Make sure. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, that kind of worked out super well for you one time. So. Fun. What is which one is that? Uh, the the um Serata game. That I put that Tim ran where you first start out with like some ninja or something like that. Oh no, he, he got me... killed. Yeah, he, that character just died. He died, but it was like getting the reset on that character was like the biggest quality of life improvement for the entire game. Yes, because you played a character that was not shit. I'm sorry, but <laughs> like, know. I mean, the, to be to be fair, like you're you you're character... not wrong, but hey, now <laughs> you, well, you played a character that was completely forgettable. Yep, and went to a character that is probably one of the one of the best characters you've ever played. Yeah, probably. Like up, it, it's up there. Like it may not be the best, but like 
I think yeah. I played him so well because he was basically just freaking me. But, but see, that's the wonderful thing is, is those are the best characters to play sometimes because yeah. they're just easy to project and everything. <laughs> I think it was less he was me, it was more he was what I would want to be. Maybe that's just that, what that game was to some degree. Everyone just playing who they really wish they were in the real world. I mean, to some degree. Like, I feel like uh, Anzi was a, was a not necessarily like an idealized version of me, but like a, a portion of an idealized version of me, if that makes sense. You could totally see yourself being a holy warrior. I, I yeah, I could. I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> but like that, but. The the concept of like that kind of drive and dedication and you know true believerness, I guess, to some degree, for lack of a better term, like is something that I think is very idealistic for for me. Nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, I know, but that's just what I'm saying. Like, I I think there's a portion of it that's an idealized, you know, yeah, person to me. But like, you know, and I beg on, you know, I I beg on your there and everything like that but like man i've had a lot of shit characters in my day too i've had a lot of middling and forgettable characters too so like i'm not like ripping on you saying you make crap characters or anything because i've have had a number of them not every character can be as good as kippy (laughs) kippy is the secretly the most you character you've ever made it kind of is like (laughs) which is Uh, the most horrifying thing possible uh, the character's kind of a, a troll character, but like just just created so much meme, it was worth it. But it just it annoyingly fit you. Yeah, it really did. Like every character is a little bit of you. Every character is, yeah, totally. right. And Kippy was the you who just wanted everyone to do things for him. <laughs> Uh, and they did a lot of times which was great yep they just would do it you'd be like I want an apple and then they'd find you an apple <laughs> or you'd steal someone's button or something insane just get obsessed like... with something stupid uh, I mean at least I kind of killed myself in a way but I felt bad killing you but at the same time Them's the dice rolls. I'm, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally okay with it too. I'm like, it's so funny. You just have to let it go. Like, plus, just the the mental image of Kippy being dead was just hilarious for me <laughs> because of how he died. Because it was like the trap that like broke apart and like hit him. Like a part of it hit him in the face and like. Yeah, and I'm just like, your beak is broken. In yeah. two in two different directions. Oh yeah, it like made a Z. <laughs> and then the best the best part was Christina's character. She's like, I'm gonna perform Not I'm that. gonna perform first aid on him. And it's like, alright, she rolls a one. And I'm like, you strangle him on accident. <laughs> on accident air quotes. <laughs> like, cause you were tangled up in a rope from the oh, stupid yeah. trap you made. You're like, I'm going to make a trap. It's going to be great. And the rope just lands on you. And she's trying to save you. And like, she just kneels on the rope. And the yeah. rope's across your throat. And <laughs> you just suffocate. Mm. And no one knows. You just die. But to be fair, like, if that trap worked perfectly, like, it was still a piece of garbage. <laughs> like, 
Oh, man. I mean, that was also Kippy in a nutshell. Was. It, it absolutely was, but... This this is my idea. It will work wonders. And somehow it always worked. Mm-hmm. I don't... It just did. It just... It's just it, pure insanity, yeah. It worked, and I'm just like, I don't... I don't understand I, I don't, why. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand how... But it somehow works. Like you just always do a good roll, and eventually you just failed. Just ran out of luck. But yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> uh man. But yeah, I don't know. Actually, another game we gotta kind of, or that I kind of want to do. I, I kind of want to talk to you about it because you're smarter. I still want to do an XCOM game sometime. I mean, XCOM is sweet. XCOM is sweet, and you know what system I want to run it in, right? Dark Heresy. Dark Heresy. Or, do you want to do, run it in Dark Heresy, or do you want to run it in Space Marine? I'd have to look. What's the difference? big differences? Uh, so, Dark Heresy, you start as a level 1 character. Yeah. Uh, in D&D terms, you would start as a yeah. level 1 character. Uh, Space Marine, you start at a level 20 character. It really, does, it really doesn't matter either way, because the yeah. I scale the power level. But, yeah. like... I just One, love the like damage system of that game. It's just really, really good in how it works. Uh, it's perfect <laughs> for XCOM for how brutal XCOM is. Yeah, especially once you get into the descriptions of what happens to you. Yeah, exactly. You just die. Yeah, you just start gurgling blood and die. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I think that would be a, a good time and everything, but I don't know. It's It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Battletech <laughs> Game of Armored Combat. The actual, the not beginner's release, the actual release. Okay. It is $50 as opposed to $20. Yeah. It comes with an awesome Battlemaster. Catapult, Commando, Locust, Shadowhawk, Thunderbolt, and Wolverine. Jeez. All Comes the good with eight figurines. That's a lot. This is awesome. That's like perfect for running a game. Or just owning and shoving in a closet and never looking at it ever again. That's what I do. <laughs> uh. I'm really confused why I found this beginner set at Barnes & Noble. Because apparently uh, this is the ninth edition set that really was released in 2018 or some shit. Huh. And Barnes and Noble just had it. They're just—it's just like uh, somebody—they just found it in the back and threw it on the shelf or something. Like I kind of think they might have. But moral of the story: I can buy this for like fifty bucks, and I'm seriously considering. <laughs> well, I can't stop you doing things, and considering if you buy like BattleTech shit, it's probably in my best interest. I won't try too hard either. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. It's like, I could totally buy this. But honestly, Fletcher would probably use it more. Yeah, I probably would. I should, I mean, honestly, I should just buy it. But Would you like the I... Amazon link or the eBay link? <laughs> the Amazon one's better because I buy stuff more out of there. <laughs> and I actually have like a gift card through there still. Ooh, exciting. Yep. But... but both of them are 50 bucks plus free shipping. So okay. I, I have Prime, so if it's Prime, it's free shipping. Yeah, I know. But yeah, 
I don't know, man. Uh, I think I, I think we've pretty good here. But I don't know. I, I know we don't do this on bonus episodes usually, but I'm. Uh, I think I might, I might pimp that you get what you pay for, and I'm uh, mention our Patreon again. Sure, you do you. Yeah, we have a Patreon now. Russ actually was pimping us during F and M. Really? Kind of. Uh, because before when we sat down, I put out two decks in front of Robert. I'm like, pick which one I play, and he's pointed at one. And Russ is like, you know, if people actually start paying on Patreon, you can't do that anymore. I'm like, I know. Fortunately, no one is yet. Yeah, it's yet, <laughs> yet to do it. <laughs> you should have pulled, had... should have pulled up your phone and opened up the site and been like, "Yep, looks like I'm fine." <laughs> uh, but... As they say in the business, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but, to be fair, that is some valuable information for a dollar. Yeah, I guess. Open deck lists are a valuable thing. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, I was, I was just being like, yeah, I'm either on mono red or white, blue, bl- white, blue, blink. <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same deck, so it doesn't. Yeah, you know. So instead, it's, so it's like, I'm playing one of these two. Good luck keeping an opening hand. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, but yeah. Also, magic related, but I'm uh, I'm excited for Mister Booster. Me too, actually. I we're trying to convince Robert to do it. I really want to do Mystery Booster. I think it's going to be sweet. I have no desire at all to buy any pack just to crack. Oh yeah, same thing. Like I, I just want to do Cast Draft, and this is freaking Cast Draft. Yeah, like. It's it's really funny because you know I'm someone who I'm always like oh man I will buy I will buy like three boxes and crack them just see what I get right yeah but that's always with the intent of getting something yeah yeah there are six thousand potential freaking cards in this booster <laughs> right like I'm not gonna crack a pack trying to open a freaking mana crypt are you insane <laughs> right like it's just yeah it's just not there like but this is exactly what I want. Like a giant ass card pool of various cards, and you don't know what you're gonna see, and you just pick the best cards. Like that's what I want to do. Like that's just awesome to me. That is everything I've ever wanted. I know to some people they're just like, uh, you know, but like this just sounds so great. I do intend to actually buy at least a box and just shove it away. Like shove it away with my box of M13. And just have them like reside somewhere for like future awesomeness. Yeah. Man. Honestly, you need to organize if, the draft. If I still have that box of M13 three years, I think I'm obligated to open it. Ten year anniversary. And draft. Yeah, draft M13. Dude, that would be gas. That would be M13, or would it be would it be 2013 or 2014? The M- 2012. It came out in 2012. Yeah, that's, all right, that's what it is. So, like, because they actually come out, they yeah, come out the week year before. Yep, they're, 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 they're yeah, the years are numbered like cars. <laughs> yeah. So in two years, if I still haven't opened that booster for a random draft, I have I have to open it for a draft. All right. Love to do that. I want to try I, put some drafts together. So then I'd have to find another box to replace it. <laughs> you can find something. Yeah. But all right, cool. Call it a good one. Yeah, we're good. All right, talked about gaming. That was fun. Gaming is fun stuff. I mean, with uh, you know, as you said, kind of before, like with 
the BNR coming up and like who knows what formats are gonna look like. It's like what are we gonna talk about? Yeah. Formats. It's like let's just wait and see what happens, man. But I'm sure we'll have I'm sure next week we'll have some stuff to say once we see BNRs. Yeah, if if nothing changed or if things change, we'll probably do the episode that I've been putting off for like two months now. Yeah. Probably. As you do. As you do. All right. Cool. Sweet. See ya. See ya.